Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the What If series. Hey, Haley. Hey. What's up? That was a funny (laughs) intro. So we're in the middle of the series, What If miniseries, confronting the what ifs of the single life. And this episode today is one of our last ones, or it might be the last one, depending on how all of our plans go. But before we dive into this really sensitive and important subject, I want to let you guys know that next week in TSA, we have a masterclass. And actually, what we're going to be covering is in tandem to the topic today about attractiveness and what if you think you're unattractive. And so we're actually be covering self-hatred and insecurity in TSA. And we're going to be covering a masterclass, JJ and I, on this subject. And so if you struggle with this at all, any sense of insecurity, any sense of self-hatred, we are really going to dive deep in TSA. And it's $47 to join. You get the masterclass and a workbook. Plus you get a whole bunch of other benefits. You get hundreds of Christian singles doing community. And the community, you guys, is so beyond stellar. It's hard to even put it into words, but you're going to be able to meet all these people. Every first week of the month, we announce the theme of the month. We have the masterclass and the workbook. The second week of the month, you get to meet privately in your discussion groups, which are based on location. We have TSA coaches in the TSA community that help run the program and also help run these discussion groups. And so you get to meet privately and discuss more about the masterclass topic. The third week of the month, we have a giant community hangout. It's super fun. It's either game night, karaoke, testimonial night, Q&A. You guys vote on what it is. It's a blast. And then the last week is kind of reflection on everything we went through during that month. And you get to do all of this in community. So basically we created this to fill the void of being the singles ministry that your church doesn't have or more than likely just doesn't have. And so we uh, really want to encourage you to check out the Singles Academy. You can go to jointhesinglesacademy.com. Again, $47 a month. You can cancel anytime. And our masterclass is happening next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. We would love for you guys to join if this topic interests you that we're talking about today, you're going to love the masterclass. So Haley, do you love TSA? What do you I think? I love TSA. Yeah. It's been so amazing right off. The, I mean, right out the gate. It was already incredible. <gasps> oh my gosh. And going through this mass, the last masterclasses have been amazing. Yes. And I've learned so much and met so many amazing people. And you guys, the community is popping. It's so Every good. Every single day, people are meeting each other, talking about what they have in common in our little affinity groups. Yeah. And- oh yeah. The affinity groups. We didn't oh even those. those cat are so lovers much fun. dog lovers disney lovers yes jesus and therapy, jesus and therapy. <laughs> sports lovers so yeah it's whatever a little weird hobby you have you i am not a part of the sports lovers group okay guys yeah we're having fun in that one <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sure JJ is like in that group. He's like, yes. let's go, everyone. It's football season. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. All the brackets already. You can yeah. see it happening. <laughs> what is that? Wild. Fantasy league? Yeah, exactly. I don't know anything. I know nothing. But all I know is JJ is super competitive and he was supposed to get a tattoo for losing his um, fantasy league oh last year. Oh my gosh. He wow. wanted to get a tattoo of a raccoon. Of, why is holding that Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just outing him right now. Oh. And I said, you know what, honey? That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think I can look at a tattoo on your body of a raccoon oh eating gosh. Taco Bell what for the rest of the What if already had that when you met him? Would that have been a deal breaker? I, I don't know, girl. <laughs> it would surely be a questionable situation. <laughs> I'd be like, is that a raccoon holding Taco Bell with a beer belly? I'm sorry. When is happening here? Yeah, it's really funny. Um, but anyway, anyway. Um, you will have all that sort of fun in TSA. We are just loving it. We want to encourage you to check it out. It's where our community hangs out the most. So today we're talking about what if you think you're unattractive? Mm. <sighs> and this is a really sensitive subject. And I know... It's not something that we often admit first thing, but there's a lot of times a deeper root of like thoughts that contribute to I'm not pretty or I'm not handsome, I'm not attractive, I'm not interesting, and nobody is going to want me or choose me because of that. And a lot of people in our community I know struggle with this. And so if you're listening right now and that's you, I just want to thank you for being here and thank you for listening. And I know you can't see everyone else in the community because you're listening to this podcast, but I really hope that you know you're not alone through today's episode. And I hope that we can impart something that encourages you and makes you feel seen today. So I'm just going to share some of my story and then Haley, I would love for you to share yours. You know, some people, I will be honest, some people look at me and they're like, hey, how could you ever have experienced this because you're attractive and blah, blah, blah. But I will say like that's subjective to each person and like every person has or objective. Is it objective or subjective? Whichever is the right one. Subjective. Okay. It's for like that. That is really, that's great. And I appreciate that you think that of me, that I, that you think I'm attractive, but that doesn't mean that I haven't struggled with it personally. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean it hasn't felt really real to me when I have felt these thoughts and, um, and I've had these thoughts and had these feelings and had so much self-hatred. And so here's a little bit of my story. At the age of 10, I got my period. Okay. Sorry for the guys listening, but it's a (laughs) fact of life. And when you get your period, you, you know, you hit puberty, you grow, things change. I got boobs. I, I had hair on my legs, like everything changed and I got taller and I was just really like uncomfortable with my body. And this is when the lie began to sink in that I'm unattractive. And so in order to mask this, there was so much chaos happening in my home in order to mask and try to not feel unattractive. I started looking to men and to performance to make me feel valued. And, but specifically I looked to men to make me feel beautiful. That's where it really, really sunk in. And you know, some of this eventually later on in life, which this developed and this lie stayed with me for a very, very, very long time. um, Eventually this 
this kind of thinking, this toxic thinking about my beauty, about my attractiveness, about my value led me to dating a toxic and abusive man. And I'm not saying it was my fault, but I am saying in retrospect, I can take ownership of the fact that I didn't believe I was worthy or chosen or beautiful. And so I looked to somebody else to validate that. And when I was with this guy, this toxic guy for many years, this abusive guy, even though I could logically see the things he was doing that weren't right, I believed all these lies about myself. And so it's it's kind of comes down to like, how do you expect someone else to love you if you don't even love you? How do you expect somebody else to like make you feel beautiful if you don't feel beautiful? They can tell it to you all day long, but first of all, will you even believe them? Because a lot of times someone gives you a compliment if you don't feel attractive, you're like, oh no, not me. Like, what are you talking about? Like you just, you push it down. You try to, you, you're like, no, no, no. I feel gross. Like, you know, you get a compliment at church. Someone's like, oh, your hair looks good. Or I love your dress. And you're like, oh really? I feel so gross. Like, it's like, we can't receive that somebody else thinks we're beautiful or attractive. Like we can't even receive compliments. And so how, if we don't believe we're beautiful, how can we even expect that someone else is going to really make us feel beautiful? It's a lot of pressure. And at the end of the day, it won't be sustaining. But what then happened to me in this relationship is this toxic relationship is that guy cheated on me over and over and over again. And I often don't talk about that part as much because I talk about the abuse, but he did cheat on me like over and over and over again for two and a half years. And what I would do was I would compare myself to these women. I would severely compare myself to these women. And we talked in a previous episode about stalking on Instagram. (laughs) Well, this is right around when Instagram came out and you could see their likes and just there, there was a whole thing. And it was right at the beginning when we had all those weird filters and stuff like that. But yeah, lo-fi, wasn't that a filter? Hi. Oh my yeah. gosh. I use that one all the yeah. time. Oh my gosh. So needless to say, I would like stalk and like try to find these women. And I ended up in the season getting on diet pills and I was the skinniest I've ever been in my life. And I was also the most unhealthy. I was so unhealthy. And in fact, what has really tripped me is later on in life when I gained more weight or when my body just filled out to a normal size, I for years compared myself to what I looked like when I was on the diet pills, when I was in this unhealthy, toxic relationship and how skinny I looked. And I would constantly, that thread of I'm unattractive or I'm not beautiful continued by me not comparing myself to other women, but rather comparing myself to previous versions of myself. Mm. And it was really, but the reality is the version I was comparing myself to was a really unhealthy version. So it was really, really just, as you can see, it just really, really was warped. And finally, after that relationship, I ended up getting some autoimmune issues and hormone issues. And some of it was undiagnosed, but basically I gained a bunch of weight. I started getting chronically sick every two weeks and I was so uncomfortable with my body and the diet pills no longer worked for me. Actually, the ones I was on got discontinued. I don't even remember, but they were obviously very harmful for you. Um, Yeah. I mean, I was always shaking like they were like constantly pumping oh caffeine. It was so bad. I'm sure there's lifetime effects that oh. I have from taking these pills for like multiple years. Wow. I was so bad. I think it was on them for like two and a half years. That's a long I time. I never told people. I just kept it a secret. Mm. So anyway, the diet pills, <laughs> those ones were discontinued and none of the other ones I tried were working and I gained a bunch of weight. And like I said, I started getting chronically sick and eventually I became so self-conscious of my body because I didn't look like I used to look that I 
started doing a few things. One of the things is I started photoshopping my body. Any, I learned the art of Facetune, and like anytime I someone took a photo of me, I would like have them send it to me so I could edit it of myself, and then I'd send it back and be like, "Now you can post it." I also had a blog at the time. This is years ago, and I started to Photoshop the way I looked in my blog, and. I got to a crippling point where like I couldn't even leave the house unless I thought I looked skinny, like my face looked uh, like not puffy because I didn't want to be seen and I didn't want any photos taken of me. Mm. And so I was just chronically deeply impacted by not feeling beautiful, by feeling unattractive. I couldn't look guys in the eyes. So needless to say, this plagued me for years. And while many people are like, you're beautiful. And they could, I'm like, what you don't know is how many years I, I personally didn't know that. And I believed a lie that I was unattractive and not beautiful and also not worthy of love. And it was only in recent years, honestly, that I started breaking down these layers. So that's some of my story. Oh my gosh. I so resonate with so much of that. Even as you were talking about the the diet pills and stuff too, I'm just thinking back to like being in high school and just feeling like I was too big. Like I need, and the only way to do that was some, like I needed to get fixed now. I didn't have time for, and there was no rush. I mean, just kind of that pressure that we put on ourselves or that even that comes from society of just like, and all these things would happen like when I was alone. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, let me order the diet pill or, you know, something oh, yeah, like and that. Oh, yeah, in secret. Yeah, and then and I like hide hidden. them and then stuff that, you know, that's just like. I would just- never keep the bottle of the pills either. Personally, mm-hmm. I would keep it like in another container so people didn't know yeah. what kind of pills I was taking because mm-hmm. I didn't want people to know. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so resonate with that. Yeah. And so I think similarly, I mean, you talk about being taller than everyone in middle school yeah. and that was very much uh, my story as well where mm-hmm. I was really, I was like five 5'11 by the time I was in eighth grade. And this was sometime in middle school. And so there was me, Haley, and there was another Haley in our class. And so I remember I had a crush on one of like the cool boys at the time. And they were like all eating their lunch behind this portable. And I had a crush on one of them. And they all found out somehow through the grapevine. And I overheard them. I was walking by as they were talking about it. And I don't even remember like the context of the conversation, but I just remember walking by and hearing, ew, Haley Kenyon? Like, not the other Haley that was cool and popular. Like, Haley Kenyon likes you. Ew. And that stuck. I don't know why that just etched something in me from that day forward. Where it's like, I already felt uncomfortable. I already felt like I stood out. I already felt like I I wasn't desired at all by, like, that guys didn't usually have crushes on me. I was just so awkward and so much bigger than everyone. And it just really started to I felt like the standard of beauty was just so raised like I just I feel like if I didn't look like a model then I wasn't wasn't worthy of being deemed attractive or anything like that and just so holding myself to this objective standard that wasn't realistic and it even made me kind of going back to like the purity culture just feeling so disconnected with this body that I already felt uncomfortable in that that's what people would point out about me out of anything like from the time like from like when I can remember like even being in preschool it's like my body has always been Uh, picked out like oh you're so tall this or this about your body you have long arms or long legs or and because of that you should behave this way or that way and be confident in that um so just so many things about my body that it just caused me to overthink about it and then with that purity culture element of also feeling disconnected and also feeling shame there's also this shame of I never wanted to admit that I did desire to be seemed like 
deemed attractive or like, yeah, I do want to look and feel pretty and nice. Like most girls do. I think that's like an innate desire that we do have. Um, and so I would feel like I would have to deflect any kind of comment or compliment that would come my way Um, that I wasn't worthy of it. And I could immediately in my mind, like pick five things that I hated about myself. Yes. And oftentimes they were things that I had no control over. Like I could not change my eye color or, you know, my bone structure or my height, like those are things I couldn't change. And I just felt like standing out made me unattractive. Mm, wow. When in reality, like a lot of times the people that do come up to me because I am taller, I've learned to just accept it as a compliment and, yeah. and just say thank you Yeah. instead of like internalizing it so much, this thing that they're pointing out. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's so interesting because like people could look at us, right? And say, well, physically, oh, you guys look beautiful, you know? Like, and I, 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 cause there's so many, I just, it's tough because I just want you to know whoever's listening. Like you never know what somebody has truly gone through. It's so easy to look at Instagram and see pretty photos of people and, you know, whatever and assume things and be like, wow, well, they just like have it so easy and they get all the guys and this and the other. And sure, I did get guys, but I also went through horrible, toxic, like awful things throughout my entire life of dating and also hated myself in the process, which is why I had to date so much because I needed to feel valued, which then left me more empty. Mm -hmm. So needless to say, you just never know what somebody is going through because even if you're listening here and you're like, well, Kate, we don't, I don't look like you and I've never been on a date. I hope that there's something you could take away from this of like, hey, you are not alone and we still have struggled with Mm -hmm. a lot. And um, they and also we want to share with you just the things that we've done and what we've Mm -hmm. realized to, to help us you know, grip on to confidence, grip on to our confidence, our beauty, and really love this vessel that God has created. Because I think if we're not able to do that, I do believe that dating will just be a really hard and horrible yeah. process for us. Yeah. And I even found when I was dating and the guys I was dating would compliment me or tell me I was beautiful, I would literally think they were lying. I'd be like, why? Yeah. Like, don't tell me that. Or like, I didn't, I didn't like, I knew it was them trying to affirm me or like maybe they genuinely thought that and I just deflected it. Yeah. And it kind of, it caused a barrier for connection. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what Rachel Cheryl in our feminine masculine series, like what does it look like for us, especially as women listening to receive, to just receive and especially receive a compliment. Mm -hmm. It's why I've in recent years practiced when somebody has compliment compliments me, I'm just like, thank you so much. Thank you. And like really allowing my heart to receive that Mm -hmm. versus either telling them, no, that's not true or deflecting to, oh, thank you. You look so good. Oh, thank you. This, because that's what we also do. We're like, I feel uncomfortable with this compliment because I don't even believe it. Let me put it back on right. you. And instead that really takes away from like, no, okay, I am this. Thank you. Like mm. I needed to hear that and I'm going to receive it. Even if I'm working, even if parts of my brain still are saying, no, that's not true. <laughs> like, you know, like yes. I can be like, no, 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 I'm trying to change my neural pathways over mm-hmm. here. Okay. That's right. So it's like, thank you. Thank you. Cause even JJ, he's so affirming, but there's times where I have bad days. I've struggled with body image in the wedding season. Mm-hmm. I've told people on Instagram about that and you guys about that, but I'm like, there's times where he's like, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Okay, this was actually funny. When was this? I was super sick. 
like uh, weeks ago and I I just I looked horrible I mean I smelled I looked bad I mean it was just bad and he was like helping take care of me and he's like you truly look so beautiful and I'm like I look up and I'm like what are you even talking about like you know but I even practice tried to practice that more any like moment like thank you because I'm like I literally don't feel that at all right now but I appreciate that (laughs) you know because like he can see me at my lowest grossest and still Mm -hmm. think I look beautiful and like unless we learn to start accepting those things you're never if you're you're never going to then be able to accept it from potentially a future person for you who really does mean it unless you start practicing it and receiving it Mm -hmm. now for yourself and start believing it for yourself yeah My biggest nugget in this, in chapter one of my book, Thank You for Rejecting Me, I really go down into the layers of this attractiveness stuff for me and body image and beauty. But I really think for me, what had to, I had to start stripping down the layers for me that was makeup, that was doing my hair all sorts of ways. That's all my fashion outfits, just stripping down the layers, especially makeup. I hid behind my makeup. You guys would... (laughs) probably laugh seeing images of me where I literally glue, I glued on lashes every single day you guys and there was times where I actually had lashes yeah I had lashes that there was like these triple ones and I would glue them on with super glue at the beginning of the well, not super glue really strong glue mm-hmm. and I would leave them on for a month oh my goodness yes Wow. I literally lived in fake lashes. It was like a hood over my eyes oh my god and I wore red lipstick I was like covered <laughs> I'm talking like full blown and I felt so naked without anything Mm. like I it was a deep insecurity for me so needless but I had to like really work through moving layers of makeup it was very Mm. slow now I can wear no makeup and I feel great but that took a lot of really hard conscious work Mm. and I wouldn't at first was like can I go out with makeup ever without without makeup can I can I let a friend see me without any makeup Mm. because even then I couldn't let friends see me without makeup Mm. I was so like I was anyway so I had to really break down the layers for me and start really also, I'll say my biggest nugget here is just learning to love the Jesus in me, learning to find attractive all these things about me that I used to not find attractive um, because Jesus created all of them, you know, yes. and in that I, you know, something I was uh, not confident about was also my expressiveness and how loud I am. Mm. And so I had to learn to love that because Jesus created, like God created that. And yeah. that part of me is good and beautiful and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so what does it look like to like accept my emotions and accept my expressiveness, you know, even if it's over the top sometimes. And, um, and so that those are different parts of me that I really had to learn to accept and even down to body, like parts of my body and different things in my body that I used to really, really, really hate. And it is still a work in progress, but the the best days that I have are truly when I really embrace fully what God has done in and through me from the inside out, from every element, emotionally, like spiritually, like my personality, not just like my looks, but all of those things combined. And then from that place, if I can really be grateful and have the attitude of gratitude and of just thank you, God, for creating me this way. Thank you for this about me. Thank you for this about me. Not for a place of 
pride, but a place from like truly building that confidence of like my godly confidence, that's when I can feel attractive even, mm-hmm. you know, that's where yes. it bleeds out for me. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, gosh, but I will also say it's a still always a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. And, and as you were talking, I was like, wow, we've really talked a lot about physical attraction, yeah. but there also is so many other layers that they think we hide behind of, you know, maybe being afraid that if we come off too smart or too decisive yes. as women, that that's unattractive or right. just, there's just so, so many pieces of it that may not be physical. And so what I've found too is in my life is knowing that the beauty tends to leak, it can leak from the inside out, like yes. kind of what you're talking about of the, yeah. the Jesus in you, like that will radiate mm-hmm. from you. Like from the inside out. And I, there's been times in my life where I look back on photos on times where I was like not secure in my identity in Christ versus when I am. And I can just tell in the way that I carry myself Mm -hmm. or look in those photos that it is truly radiating from the inside out. And it, outer chasing outer beauty and chasing objective attractiveness will never leak from the outside in. Yeah. That you can be the most attractive person on the planet yeah. and masking with that and it won't get into right. the depths of your your spirit and of your soul that like God's created you, how he's created you to be. Yes. And you will never become an attractive, the most attractive version of yourself when you're chasing the most attractive version of someone else. That's it. Yep. Like you totally. can never, you will never be a good duplicate of somebody else and looking like somebody else at their most attractive does not guarantee that you will be attractive if you look like them. Yes, or even feel attractive. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so. That's so good. Uh, I will. This is something that JJ has told me. So I have shown JJ photos of like what I looked like when I was really skinny in that toxic relationship, mm-hmm. and seemingly quote unquote the picture or the standard I used to compare myself mm-hmm. to. Like for many many years, he looks at it, and what is so cool, he's like to me you actually look so much older in these photos. And these photos are like nine, 10 years ago at this wow. point, right? And maybe 10, 11 years ago. I mean, I'm trying to do the math. But like, he's like, you honestly look so much older because of mm. the amount of makeup I was wearing and because of like how frail I looked. He's like, you actually just look older. Like wow. now you look younger, more vibrant. You're radiating more. Like it's way better. And I actually see that. I see photos of myself even five or six years ago when I um, was just starting to, I was really still working through the makeup and Mm -hmm. all the things I was breaking down. And I'm like, I do look older. I looked older. And because I think all of that was aging, just I know back to the physical stuff, but like I, in stripping this down, it truly has made just more radiance come out of me. And I think that also is what people become attracted to. Absolutely. Yeah. Like so many guys back in the day, I was performing for mm-hmm. them, right? And but I, I think that's why sometimes they dated me, not because they were initially so attractive to me, because the energy I was giving off was desperate energy. Please like me, please see me, yes. please think I'm pretty, like you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and I see my photos, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was totally giving off yeah. that energy, and I do look old, older. Um, so it's just so beautiful when you do this work to really connect to the God image in you. It really does make you feel more beautiful. It makes you feel more free. It gives you more radiance to your entire Mm -hmm. being. And I think it transforms how you show up entirely. And 
I even think, you know, it transforms your success in dating. Too. Oh, absolutely. Because people are going to be, I mean, I, you even see sometimes, I know you talked about it with Rachel in the Feminine yes. Energy series of where it's yeah. like that guy ends up and you're like, oh, he ended up with that girl. Like, yeah. I wonder why. And like, usually it is like an inner beauty kind of thing, like the feminine energy, or yes. in this case, like with someone who is radiating so confidently in their purpose and knows their worth yep. is going to be very attractive to somebody in dating yes. because if you if, if you're dating so like kind of flipping the script a little bit but if you're dating someone who doesn't feel attractive and is looking to you for their validation yeah. of attractiveness like yes. I can imagine that would be exhausting oh it is yes yeah. yes yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and so man and I've also dated that I'm like oh this is a lot oh my gosh yeah so, so I can't I can't withstand the standard you know and so it's like there's nothing more attractive at the end of the day than truly someone embracing godly confidence. Like yes. who God has created them to be from the inside out, the quirks, the personality, the your body. Yes, all of it. And I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's like you never doubt or you never have a moment. No. I'm not saying insecurity is gone for the rest of your life <laughs> because that is so no 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 totally unrealistic but it's you you're consistently pivoting back way easier and it's more confident than unconfident basically right. versus unconfident and very little to no confidence exactly. you know and yeah. so and it just it's totally a game changer in so many ways man this is yeah. so nice. Yes. I feel so good after that. I'm like, I needed this <laughs> like reminder today. I know. I'm literally like, did I need to speak that to myself today? Because I think I did. <laughs> well, we love you guys. Haley, this has been oh, so it's been fun. fun. Guys, check out Haley on Insta on both our account, Heart of Dating, and also at the Haley Kenyon. I love my girl, Haley. Aww. Thank you so yes. much, girl. This has Thank been a you. treat. It's been so fun. And I'll see you guys on Instagram. Yay! <laughs> yes, you will. Okay, guys, we'll see you soon. Bye. The Heart of Dating podcast is created by Kate Warman. It is a part of the Converge Podcast Network. Our incredible editor is the one and only Scott Caro. Our theme music was developed by the amazing Christian Ledoux. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, or if you've never written us a review or ranked us on iTunes, we'd encourage you to do so because it helps us so much to get this podcast into more people's ears. We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesdays. So we'll see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 